0: Today, with Catherine Ruinala. Tim in the house? Where are you, Tim? Hello. I haven't even spoken to you about it. I saw it on Instagram um, that the Holy Spirit had just randomly, not randomly, very intentionally Mm. spoken to you. But I want you to just share the testimony because I thought that was so amazing.
1: Yeah, so... um, well, when was it? Monday night. Um, I think it was Monday night. So it was about quarter to ten, went to bed. Um, I'd just been praying, spending some time with God and sort of in that place. And, and I felt this word It, uh, of Holy Spirit just saying, you know, go and sleep on the couch. And and I thought, well, that's odd. And it, it was windy outside and, you know, and it was carrying on. But I, I thought, well, we've had a lot worse weather than this, so it wasn't really on my mind. And, and I thought... Uh, it seems kind of odd to go sleep on the couch, and it kind of stuck with me for a few minutes to the point. Well, I just went with it and kind of grabbed my blanket and went to the couch and felt kind of silly doing it because I don't sleep on the couch really. Um, and then I did it. I, I lay down on the couch and went to bed, and literally less than five minutes later, I heard this super loud, just cracking and splintering of timber outside. And if you've been to our property, we've got a lot of trees there. And there's this giant gum tree behind the house. It just, it, it blew over. The wind blew the whole thing over. And it just crashed into the side of the house. And just right on top of my bedroom where I was just a few minutes earlier. And the whole house just shook, like vibrated, like a truck hit it. And the guys come running out of the house. like, what was that? You know, it was just crazy. And, and I just sat there just... Just like, oh my gosh, like, wow, thank you, Jesus, is, is the only thing you can say, you know, like, God knows, you know, like, and so, yeah, I just sat there for a few minutes, it's just like, bless the Lord, oh my soul, you know, it's just, just stunned, you know, and uh, everyone was fine, there's no injuries, and, um, yeah, the houses are written off, yeah. So the next day they had an insurance inspector come and he did an analysis and then declared it structurally unsafe. And so, um, yeah, God really protected us, yeah. yeah.
0: It's so encouraging. Like, we've had so much rain that, um, you know, the, the wind just caused the tree to topple. And right on his bedroom, right through the roof and right where he would have been sleeping. But the Lord... He's so amazing. You know, and you must have, he must have felt a bit silly, like get up and go and sleep on the couch, like what? But I'm so grateful that he, he listened to the voice of the Holy Spirit and uh, just saved him. And now we have he has a testimony of, wow, look how kind God is. Look how he is so, he's so, so good. And so I love hearing testimonies like that. We've been getting testimonies sent in. I, I should have had it in front of me, but maybe I'll share it on Sunday Someone sent in a testimony this week saying uh, they'd asked for prayer, um, having had two heart attacks. Um, they were going into their specialist, and uh, but when they had after prayer, when they had their tests, the doctor said there there is no evidence. Of your heart attacks at all. There is no scar tissue, there's no evidence you've ever had a heart attack, your your heart's been completely healed, which I just think is so wonderful and and we'd love to hear these testimonies. We'd love to collect them during the week um, if the Lord has touched you and healed you in these last few weeks and if you could uh, send them through to us or let us know because we'd love to be able to share those testimonies on Friday to encourage people uh, to have faith. And I do encourage you to, to come expectant. Come come determined, I'm coming to get a miracle. Hallelujah. I'm coming to get healed. and Because God does extraordinary things. He is a faithful, faithful God. And when we understand we're not giving it a go, but when we understand that we can come to him in faith believing that he is faithful, that he is the one by whose stripes we were healed, we can press in and grab a hold of him and receive what he has already done for us. Hallelujah. Uh, just in worship, I was thinking of Psalm 5. Uh, back in, in when I was in Sunday school, sing, they had scripture in song. It was a movement Where they just put so many scriptures to music. Anybody remember scripture and song days? Praise the Lord. And um, Psalm 5 Give ear to my words, O Lord. Consider my meditation. I love that you can learn a whole psalm in a song. Hearken unto the voice of my cry. My King and my God, for unto Thee will I pray. My voice shalt Thou hear in the morning. O Lord, in the morning will I direct my prayer unto Thee and will look up. You know, I was thinking about that tonight and thinking, you know, the Lord so loves the sound of your voice. And God loves it when we come to him and we just lay it all out before him. We bring him our heart, we bring him our prayers, we, we let him hear our voice. You know, I was, um, the other night, I, I just rang my eldest daughter who's married now and I was just talking, talking to her about a day and she talked for about 20 minutes on her drive to touch football just, uh, just talking about you know all the things that are going on and I just sat there with so much delight just thinking she's enjoying being able to just put it all out and talk to me and I, I, my, as a mother It's like, oh, I love it when my kids talk to me. I love it when they feel safe to lay out their heart before me. But how much more does our heavenly Father love it when we come to him and we just put out the pieces of our heart on the altar when we come in the morning and we say, Good morning, Lord, here I am. Here I am. Our Father who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and we go through the asking. And whatever we ask, the Bible says we can have. And God wants us to ask with an attitude that just as Esther went in before the king and was waiting to see if he'd extend the scepter, God has already extended the scepter to you and I, and he's saying to us, not not what the king said to Esther, Esther, the king said to Esther, up to half my kingdom, what do you want? But our king is saying, it's my good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Like, there is no good thing I will withhold from those who love me. And when we approach him in faith and actually believe, that he is wanting us to talk to him, that he's looking forward to hearing our heart, to hearing our ask, to hearing all the things. I tell him all the things. Put it all out. All the things. Oh, I'm anxious about this. I'm worried about this. And you know what? He's there going, oh, I love the sound of her voice. He doesn't sit there going, oh, man, she goes on. He doesn't think, man, good that I'm God. Otherwise, how would you have patience for this? (laughs) He actually takes delight in the fact that I'm approaching him in faith. And God delights in the sound of your voice. It says here in verse 11 of Psalm 5, But let all who take refuge in you be glad. Let them ever sing for joy. You might feel a little silly singing by yourself to the Lord, but I tell you, there's more pleasure in his heart over hearing your voice sing to him, worship him, than you could really understand. We sang tonight, uh, this is how I fight my battles. But do you understand that praise really is a weapon? That when you are struggling, when you're finding a, a struggle to try and get a breakthrough... As you start to praise God, as you start to give him thanks, as you actually open your mouth and just sing, it's astonishing how the presence of God comes because the Bible says that he inhabits the praises of his people. Now, we know he'll never leave us or forsake us, but in Psalm 36, if you want to turn there, if you've got your Bibles, um, if you're on your phone... You got your Bible and your phone, don't turn there, just listen to me and I will read it to you. Because otherwise the notifications come and then I have to try and get you back. So what look at me. I know how it works. Hallelujah. Psalm thirty-six. How precious verse seven. Oh let's start at verse five because it's delicious. Your loving kindness, O Lord, extends to the heavens. Your faithfulness reaches to the skies. Your righteousness is like the mountains of God. Your judgments are like like a great deep. O Lord, you preserve man and beast. How precious is your loving kindness, O God. And the children of men take refuge in the shadow of your wings. They drink their fill of the abundance of your house and you give them to drink of the river of your delights. For with you is the fountain of life. In your light, we see light. Hallelujah! So when you come before the Lord and you just begin to sing to Him, whatever He pops in your heart, whatever, as you actually open your mouth and deliberately make a noise and begin to praise Him, all that the enemy is trying to come against you. Suddenly, it cannot stand because as you lift up the name of Jesus, at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow. Every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. As you begin to praise, you are going to war. You are waging war and the enemy cannot stand the sound of the praise of the one that he hates. Hallelujah. He tried to kill the Son of God, thought he'd won, but praise God. Jesus had a better plan. And when the enemy is coming in and he's looking like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to finish him off, you can thank God, thank you, Jesus, that you have a better plan. You make all things work together for the good of those who love you and are called according to your purpose. Hallelujah. And so there's something about it. Actually singing. We Sometimes we let Spotify do the singing for us or um, or. Whatever it is, whatever platform you use. And I loved I love to be able to listen to worship. I love it. But there's something about actually your voice, whether it's musical or not, it doesn't matter, you're by yourself with God and God says, Your voice to me is lovely. And you actually opening your mouth and singing to him. I remember when I was just in my early twenties, I had I didn't know how to pray and Uh, You know, I heard about binding and loosing. I'm like, what are you supposed to bind and what are you supposed to loose? I get so confused. I I just didn't know anything much. And I said, help God, how do I do this spiritual warfare? He said, praise. Worship me, praise me. And you know, I've discovered that when I'm in a battle, if you, you know it, when you're in the middle of a, a battle where you, the thoughts are coming and you're struggling to break through, does anybody else have these battles go on in their heads? Yeah, sometimes three o'clock in the morning. Praise the Lord. But you know, you, when, when the battle is raging, the answer isn't trying to find your way through or even reason your way out of it. The way out of it is to open your mouth and let the praise of God start coming out because when you do that, the enemy scatters. Hallelujah. And in his light, we see light. Ah, Oh, why was I down there fighting that battle down there when all I had to do was ascend up here? They shall mount up on wings like eagles. Instead of fighting with the crows down here, they'll come up, they just come up higher. Eagles do that. As they, they, as they go up higher, birds that are harassing them, and I, I watch them in our, uh, at our property. I see we, we sometimes get wedge-tailed eagles, and the birds go crazy when an eagle comes in because they're, you know, they're terrified. There's so much noise, and they're going after the bird and going after the eagle. But all the eagle has to do is just go up higher to where the the other birds just can't reach it. And that's what happens as we start to praise. Instead of being under attack, we come up above and then, oh, we get a new perspective. We realise, hallelujah, we're soaring above it all. We're seated with him in heavenly places, hallelujah. But, you know, as you look at the the Bible and the Holy Spirit is moving in revival in our hearts, I can just see this whole book is a love story. This whole book is the Lord opening his heart and wooing us to him. And it's beautiful. We looked a while back at um, Hosea chapter 6, verse 6. And some of you may know the verses, For I desire mercy, not sacrifice, rather than sacrifice. But in my New King James that Carsten encouraged us to get, it says, um, I desire loyalty, not sacrifice. And I thought, mercy and loyalty are just such different words. How did the translators get themselves into this space where they're... Is it it mercy or is it loyalty? They don't even seem similar words. But when you go and look it up in the Hebrew, it's actually the word there is, is meaning kindness toward God. In other words, the Lord's saying, I desire your heart, not your sacrifice. I'm not looking for your religious obligation. I'm looking for your heart, kindness toward God. Have mercy on my aching heart that is longing to hear your voice, that is longing to lavish love on you. And that is who God is. His desire is to lavish his love on us. Ephesians chapter 3 has us, uh, uh, Paul praying for all the saints. That's us who believe in Jesus, have received him as Savior. He's praying that God would strengthen us with might by his Spirit that we would be able to be rooted and grounded in this love, that we'd know Christ dwelling in our heart through faith and that we would be able to comprehend together with all the saints what is the height and the depth, the width and the breadth, the love of God that passes knowledge that we would be filled to overflowing with all the fullness of God. His heart is that we would recognise his love is beyond what we could ever comprehend. John chapter 4 is that we read the story about the woman at the well. And Jesus is there, the disciples have gone off to find some food. And Jesus has a conversation with this Samaritan woman. And he sits there and he, he speaks to her and he says, If you only knew who you were talking to, you'd ask me for living water. And he intrigues her, like living water. Where do I get this living water? I like this living water, so I don't have to keep trudging out here every day. Tell me about this living water. Well, yeah, this living water it would spring up like a well from the inside of you. And she's like, Well, where does this living water come from? And Jesus then engages her in this conversation. They they start to have a conversation about worship. And she's like, well, I've heard that you know the Jews say you are got to worship on this mountain, but the Samaritans say you marry, you've got to worship over here. What do you say? And Jesus says, well, the Father's looking for worshippers who worship him in spirit and in truth. For the Lord is spirit and he needs to be worshipped in spirit and in truth. And um, she goes, oh, this is after all the words of knowledge that Jesus has had. Hallelujah, the supernatural revelation about her life. And she goes, "Oh well, when the Messiah comes, he'll tell us all about it." And she says, well, "He says, "Well, I'm the one that you're, you're waiting for." and reveals himself as the Messiah to a Samaritan woman. Hallelujah. And as I look at that, I realize this is just... The culmination of the story. It's just the promise that's been from the beginning of this living water. Hallelujah. You can turn with me if you like to um, Isaiah 55. It says here, Ho, everyone who thirsts, come to the waters, and you who have no money, come buy and eat. Come buy wine and milk without money and without cost. Why do you spend money for what's not bread and your wages for what doesn't satisfy? Listen carefully to me and eat what is good and delight yourself in abundance. Incline your ear to me and come to me. Listen that you may live and I will make an everlasting covenant with you according to the faithful mercies shown to David. We've been talking about the key of David, Isaiah twenty-two, 22 I'll open doors that no man can shut and shut doors no man can open. The key of David, if you look at the life of David, is that David loved God. He didn't live a perfect life. In fact, he he committed murder and adultery and yet he repented and he kept his heart looking to the Lord and loving God. And that is the whole desire of the Father is that we would love him back and that we would engage in a love relationship with him. If you'll come to me, I'll show you the faithful mercies shown to David. Behold, I've made him a witness to the peoples, a leader and a commander for the peoples, Behold, you'll call a nation you don't know, and a nation which knows you will ru- not knows you not will run to you because of the Lord your God, even the Holy One of Israel, for He has glorified you. Verse six: Seek the Lord while He may be found; call upon Him while He is near. Let the wicked forsake His way, and the unrighteous man His thoughts, and let him return to the Lord, for He will have compassion on him, and to our God, for He will abundantly pardon. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. For as high as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. Often we'll quote these verses out of context and we'll go, yeah, God's thoughts are much higher than my thoughts. But in context, you read this, God's saying that... Return to me and I'll have compassion on you and I'll abundantly pardon you, for my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. Our thoughts look at it and think, well, I'm gonna have to pay for that sin for a long time. I've disqualified myself. I'm gonna, oh well, oh, well, I've messed it up now. Maybe at least he'll maybe he'll accept me. We think like the prodigal son that thinks, well, I've really blown it. Maybe he'll just, because he's good, maybe he'll just let me come and work on the farm and and earn a living. And we forget that God's ways are higher than our ways. The father of the prodigal son, when he saw his son coming home, he ran to him, wrapped his arms around him, called for a ring and a robe and shoes and had a party because his ways are higher than our ways. Our ways say, we've blown it, we don't deserve mercy. But God's ways are, I delight to abundantly pardon. I delight to show you compassion. I want to lavish love on you. And this lavish love, it's, it's just intense. I was reading here in um, Isaiah the other day. Just, it's such an amazing book. And it says, he says, I will set your foundations. Here it is, Isaiah fifty-four, eleven. 11. afflicted one, storm-tossed and not comforted. Behold, I will set your stones in antimony and your foundations I will lay in sapphires. I don't know, but is there any builders in the house? You build, uh, well, foundations, like seriously, you don't get to see them. After the buildings got going, right? It's, it's not even visible. Why would you lay your fa- his, the foundations in sapphires? I will lay your foundation in sa- your foundations. I will lay in sapphires. Moreover, I'll make your battlements of rubies and your gates of crystal and your entire wall of precious stones. This is the lavish love of God, that that he would even lay your foundations in sapphires. This is extravagant. And your battlements in rubies and your walls of precious stones. It's like there is nothing too hard for God. There is nothing that he doesn't delight to do. As you come before him in the morning and go, Oh Lord, in the morning will I direct my prayer. He's there going, oh, I love the sound of your voice. Ah, it's so good to hear. Angels, come and look. Isn't she beautiful? Oh, what can we do today? Ask me. I'll give you the nations as your inheritance. Come on, ask me. Let me hear your voice. You and I together will mount up on wings like eagles. You and I together will we'll scale the heights. We'll, we'll leap and skip on the mountaintops together. You and I will take the glory of my name and will cause the world to know me so that we can all come together, so that we can all be family and enjoy eternal life together let's run together into the harvest field come let's go oh isn't she lovely and you haven't even had your coffee yet